0: also known as at Doc Wei Xin. and this is the inaugural kickoff, whatever you want to say, a, a segment for the Dr. Wei Xin on the radio, and it's my pleasure today to have a fascinating guest and a fascinating topic. Um, we'll be talking about games and whether they can increase your brain power. And my guest today is Dr. Dov McKaley, who's an M.D. and a Ph.D. and um, former professor at the University of California, San Francisco, before he changed direction and uh, joined the biotech industry in various chief medical officer roles and doing uh, basic research. But that isn't what we're um, going to talk with Dr. McKaylee about today. What we're going to talk to her about is the kind of writing that he's been doing for the Dr. Wei in, where he uh, correlates brain structure and, uh, and, and function. And so um, I want to start out, uh, Dov, uh, first of all, welcoming you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And um, what I wanted to start out by asking you is, uh, you know, we're bombarded with these advertisements for companies that claim that they can increase your brain power, and I recently got a little um, advertisement from AARP, all their members are, are, are 50 and older, uh, you're telling me that for a little bit of extra money, I can join a program that they have a relationship with, which is another one of these uh, games for brain power companies. There's tons of books. Um, it's just all over the place. And So what I want to know from you is, uh, does this work? Should I sign up? Should I join one of these programs?
1: Well, the short answer to that is uh No save your money, and save time, in do and don't join it. Uh, those games basically train you uh, to be good at a certain concept, a certain task, um, and they are very specific. In other words, if you are uh, if, if training to be a good chester, you will be a good chester, but you won't be a great uh uh, soccer player or whatever. In other words, there is no cross referencing between the two. Uh, uh, the, uh, the human brain, uh, the average person can have up to a maximum of about 10,000 concepts that it can, uh, that it can, uh, subserve. And with those, with those games, there is no way that you can activate or uh, activate those 10,000 functions and remember them. So they are very specific and they therefore pretty useless, in my opinion.
0: Oh, okay. So um, doing Sudoku for morning to night or doing jigsaw puzzles is only going to make me really good at doing Sudoku and jigsaw puzzles? Is that what you're saying? So... Does anything work
1: to increase your brain power? Yes, as a matter of fact. Um, First of all, in in general terms of health, exercise is is, uh, is, uh, extremely important in maintaining brain function. Uh, It it does it in several ways. First of all, exercise, especially aerobic exercise, Increases blood flow to the brain, and obviously that nourishes the neurons. But, and uh, in terms of glucose, and fuel, and also in terms of proteins, uh, there are certain proteins, certain hormones, and growth factors in the brain uh, that are very important in maintaining the health of the neurons and creating new interneuron connections. And this is exactly where memories are being stored in those connections. So exercise is one thing that uh, is extremely important. Uh, The other is um, a good diet, you know. The usual story of vegetables and fruits and and proteins and so on uh, is very important for maintaining the good brain function. But then there are studies showing that, for instance, people who were involved in complex uh, occupations, for instance doctors and lawyers and so on, until they get, until they retire, do retain uh, a much more active uh, brain and much healthier memory uh, function and cognitive functions of the brain. So complexity is really the key. In other words, if you want to, to maintain a good good brain function, good cognitive function, um, when you get older, engage in complex uh, in complex occupations. For instance, with a book. Reading a book, activating the brain, not just your eyes, your optic nerve, mm-hmm. it actually activates in your brain the auditory system. You actually... Here in your sort of ear's mind, you hear the conversation in the novel, for instance. It activates the um, the visual cortex because people do visualize the situations that they are reading in a book. So reading, for instance, is, is extremely uh, useful in maintaining the, uh, maintaining a global brain function. The same um, the same too with other. Occupations, for instance, uh, um, (coughs) if you if you uh, if you go to a uh, baseball game, let's say, this is not very very taxing to the brain because it's passive. But if you are actively analyzing the game and memorizing the statistics, then your brain really works hard, and this is much more global and. Activates many more areas in the brain than just sitting, half and watching the game uh, in a non-active form. So the key key repetition. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Well, I was going to say, so as I'm listening to you talk about that, both, you know, the complexity of being a doctor and, and the activation from reading a book, which is both, you know, your visual uh, input and, and then in your, in your mind, this auditory um, component, um, people who are designing these games learn from um, from what's known about, uh, the impact on on brain power of, of those more complex kind of uh, activities, and start to apply that to the to the games that they're putting out to uh, increase brain power. Isn't, isn't anybody doing that?
1: Uh, yes, and for uh, so instance, a lot of computer games has um, a lot more global activation of the brain than just with the Sudoku, for instance, or even playing chess, which is really a complex game, and you have to think a lot more uh, when you, you make a move in chess. Uh, you, you really analyze the situation. So a lot more is being, uh, is being activated than, let's say, in Sudoku. But uh, there are those games, some, uh, the computer games, they are well-designed. Um, they can actually uh, fulfill the function of uh, global brain
0: activation. So uh, how about the kind of games that uh, the kids and the computer gamers are playing um, where, you know, you have to figure out, first of all, what the rules are just by playing the game, and, and and then usually there's some complex activity that you have to do to be successful in getting points and ultimately winning the game. Um, do you think those kinds of games are, are, are helpful?
1: Yes. To a certain degree, again, it depends on the game. I've seen games that are so simple-minded that they are keen to watching TV or something like that. Um, the, on the other hand, uh, if uh, if the game is complex and they have to, to weigh various uh, options and various possibilities and analyze them, yes, this actually can, can keep a young brain uh, active and also
0: an old brain active. So I wanna um, uh, um, ask you another question. Since we're a pill-taking society, uh, are, there, are there medications that we could take? I mean, it seems like every time I turn around, somebody's saying that the you know, blockbuster drugs of the century are diet and exercise, but uh, you know, a lot of people aren't doing that. Are there any medications that we could take that will help us to increase our brain power?
1: And if there is can you uh, The that? short answer again is no, there are, there are no silver bullets. Uh, there was a drug, uh, there still is a drug, that was approved to uh, improve the cognitive functions of early Alzheimer's patients, which is based on acetylcholine, which is the neurotransmitter in the brain, but that uh, really is so marginal, it's not worth the, uh, the effort to, to get the drug. And it's really specific for, for Alzheimer's. Uh, one thing that was shown to have a shorter effect is caffeine, is coffee. Um, this, uh, it was shown time and again now that people can focus better, uh, more alert, uh, can calculate better, work faster, think faster, and so on. But that fades within a day or two, that the effect of the caffeine, so coffee can do something uh, for you playing uh, in the short
0: term. So if I got it right, I need to get up in the morning, hop on the treadmill, um, uh, then go and have my breakfast, which is uh, fruit and yogurt, and drink a cup of coffee, and I, I will have done as much as I possibly can to get smart. Oh, I, I know, and then I can jump on and play a computer game.
1: Yes, uh, but much better than uh, jumping on a computer game is pick up a book or go to work and do something uh, creative. And and I and I'm not being facetious here. Being creative uh, is really the best brain exercise you can think of uh, because it it recruits all your faculties and all your memories and all your experiences for certain function, a certain task, and this is probably the brain, the best brain exercise uh, that you can think of. Uh,
0: So, um, before we go to our callers, we have a few callers, um, I just wanted to finish up by asking you, so all of this that we've talked about with respect to increasing brain power in basically healthy people, does any of this have any impact on Alzheimer's disease? If I'm at the top of my game brain-wise, am I protected when it comes to getting uh, Alzheimer's or one of the other
1: dementias? Uh, No, you're not. Um, You have no good news here, (laughs) Gov. Sorry, the good news is that you have been doing it all along. You, if you eat well, and you exercise, and you, if you drink coffee in the morning, that's fine. That's optional. But if you are doing creative work or complex work, and I'm sure you are doing it, then the news is already baked in. That's it. Um, the, in terms of, uh, again, the, your question was, ah, can uh, being the top of your game uh, thwart the progression of Alzheimer's? And this is uh yes and no. What has been shown is that people who are uh engaged in intellectual activity can uh reduce the symptoms for a while they can function for a while uh without any without impairment. Uh, my favorite story is that uh when I was at uh, the, was uh, when I was training in medicine the, in the neurology ICU, we admitted a person who had a slight stroke. Uh, when, the, when he came to within a day or two, um, he was frank Alzheimer. I mean, he was he felt back like about his family, uh, showed all the was incontinent was was uh, really advanced Alzheimer. It turns out that the day before he had that stroke, he was still a professor of New Eastern languages at uni- a famous university here. And uh, nobody ever noticed any symptoms. So UK, the brain somehow has a way of circumventing as much as it can the damage, the areas that are damaged, and finding other circuits to compensate, but that goes only that far.
0: All right. Well, so some good news and some bad news, but let's focus on the good news. And um, we do have some callers, so I'm going to um, activate the mic for Karen. Um, just a sec here. Karen,
2: can you hear me? Hi. I can hear you. Thanks for taking my call. So, Karen, welcome to the show. We're
0: glad to have you. And uh, let me start out by asking you, where
2: in the world are you? I live in Iowa City, Iowa, where we all do a lot of reading to increase our brain power.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you do a lot of writing too.
2: That's true. So, my yes, yes. question, um, my question is that I well, pretty recently I learned about this game for people with anxiety disorders, and it trains the person playing the game to ignore a threatening stimulus and focus on a non-threatening stimulus. And um, I guess over time the person, I haven't played this game, but over time the player can have more and more control um, of this involuntary response. And so you mentioned um, specific tasks versus, like global activities, um, and I am I'm wondering if that kind of broad involuntary response of anxiety can be retrained. Can't other broad kinds of cognition be retrained, or are emotions in a whole different category than other types of cognition?
1: The, and the answer to that is actually very good, is uh, very hopeful, and this is it. This can be done, and uh, there are no, I mean, there, to be more specific, the PTSD situation where people have anxiety uh, attacks and so on. Uh, this, uh, there is really very active and very advanced research in, in treatment of PTSD, both here in the U.S. and also in, in Israel, which has a lot of uh, uh cases because of this Obvious reason. Um so yes the answer is, uh, is correct and basically the, the, the total the approach in general is to as you said to divert your attention to another situation and also to expose you to the anxiety or whatever uh, disorder you are talking about cues the trigger that uh, the uh, situation you expose them in increasing doses. Uh, in other words, if you, if you, for instance, this dose can be like time-wise, let's say the cue is uh, first only say, one second and then you you, you increase the time to two seconds and five seconds and so on and eventually you learn, uh, to deal with it with PTSD patients, For instance, uh, a, a loud sound can trigger an anxiety attack. Well, by exposing them to, to uh, different intensities, increasing intensities of sounds, explosions, and mm-hmm. so on, they learn to actually conquer that fear.
2: Great. Thanks. Uh, we do have another caller. handy Hi. Uh, Hi. So my question would be, would
1: vitamins and herbal supplements help increase brain power and memory? Uh, there are a lot of, there is a lot of folk uh, medicine, medicine quotation marks, um, that, uh, that claim, with a lot of claims, um, none of the claims so far were subjected to a real study has proven out to be correct. None of them. So, again, I come back to coffee, and I'm not even sure that it's caffeine. Maybe it's caffeine, but you know, coffee has over a thousand substances in it. So, for instance, all those energy drinks uh, that are loaded with uh, caffeine, I don't know if they will work. They may. I just don't know. Um, But uh, other than that, I don't know of any supplement, vitamin, uh, any of those that uh, actually were proven to do any good.